Today's episode of The Daily Ding is brought to you by Robinhood. With Robinhood, you can invest in stocks, options, and ETFs right from your phone. You can even spend and earn interest on uninvested cash. And with fractional shares, you can buy stocks in any amount, including companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla for as little as $1. And that's with no commission fees or account minimums. So whether you're new to investing and ready to learn or just looking for a better experience, stop waiting and join the 10 million Robinhood users. Listeners can get started with a free stock by going to thedailyding.robinhood.com. That's thedailyding.robinhood.com. All investments involve risk. This is not investment advice, a recommendation, or a solicitation of any security. Other fees may apply. Visit rbnhd.co slash fees. The free stock program is subject to certain limitations. Annual percentage yields on uninvested cash is paid by program banks and is variable. Robinhood Financial is not a bank. Welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic Podcast Network. It's Morant against House. Behind the back he goes. Jackson is down. He hammers it home. Oh, no, I almost lost, I almost lost my... This all goes, and I hope I have no friends. And his response was, I'm sorry, I just wanted a frosty. I want Tyler to know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Happy Wednesday to everybody. Welcome to the Daily Ding. We've got all the action covered from a blowout Tuesday night in the NBA to help you get over hump day. I'm Mo DeKeel, joined by Nitz Bluestein, who is happy to be here with producer Rob Lopez looking to steal as many signs as he can. Coming up on today's show, Ja keeps the grizz streaking. We had a Trey Young versus Devin Booker battle, and Joel Embiid has a new sneaker coming out. But first, the Jazz light the Nets on fire. The Jazz 118, the Nets 107 in Brooklyn. The Jazz are the hottest team in the NBA right now, Nets. They've gone 15-1 and one in their last 16 games, including 10 straight. Ingles was awesome tonight, had 27 points, tying his career high, 6-8 from 3, really hit some timely shots as they got going. Rudy Gobert damn near had a triple-double in the first half, ended up finishing with 22 points and 18 rebounds. He was just a beast on the glass. Mitchell started out slow, but finished with 25 points. But really, it was the second quarter where they really got it going, Nitz. What did you think when you were watching them in that second quarter? That last run to finish the second quarter was just incredible, and it basically put them up for the rest of the game. Um, What I thought was really impressive, though, is you mentioned Mitchell started slow. They did this without Mitchell being on his A game, let alone barely a C game, which just speaks volumes to how the Jazz offense has looked in the last 16 games. Yeah, I mean, they've just been unstoppable. They've been good defensively as well. I mean, they're just kind of controlling everything they're going. And this, mind you, without a big piece, which we saw, we thought was going to be a huge kind of deal for them when they got Mike Connolly in the offseason. And they've been able to go on this run without him. On top of that, during this run, they picked up Jordan Clarkson, who was continuing to be a great option off the bench. 13 points, 6-13 shooting with three assists and one rebound. The Nets, on the other hand, this is Kyrie's second game back. He was cooking, but we're beginning to kind of see some struggling here a little bit with the Kyrie Dinwiddie starting. It's a little bit of a 
you know, they're trying to figure each other out. And it's when you're watching them, what are you seeing on the court? I think we're seeing a lot of Kyrie off ball, which we also saw in that first game back. And I'm intrigued by the experiment. It's obviously not necessarily trans. I mean, it translated to one win, one loss. And today was just a matter of that second quarter, really digging a hole for them. I think it's clunky, but I, I'm not, I don't, I don't think that we quit on it yet. Completely right. It's this takes time nits. You got to, when you're integrating a new piece, especially a guy like Kyrie, who's used to having the ball in his hands and being a ball dominant guy, it's an adjustment for everybody across the board, especially because he's missed so many games. I mean, he didn't really play a game since November, so it's going to take a while to really get their offense flowing and get everything kind of cooking. Um, it was interesting. They could not shoot from three tonight. They went eight to 26. The jazz weren't that much better. It was just one of those nights where it really wasn't a great shooting night across the board from three point land. Uh, like I said, second game for Kyrie, 12 and 19 shooting 32 points, 11 assists. Dinwiddie and Harris really struggled in the first half, three of 13. The nets were able to get back into this game. They went on a 12 to three run in the third quarter. But like you said, and it's that real, bad second quarter they only scored 19 points it really kind of held them back a bit it just they just couldn't get over the hump they couldn't they certainly tried Dinwiddie had some plays in the fourth quarter that cut them to within nine but again like that hole that they dig for themselves they don't they're not good enough and they're not smooth enough yet to get them to get themselves out of it. Yeah, it's going to take them time to figure that whole flow out. You know, they did cut the lead down to nine in in the fourth quarter but again it's just too tough to come back from the jazz. And when everybody's kind of cooking angles is hitting shots. It's a tough deal. Again, six to eight from three for him, 27 points is career high tying it. Um, four assists, three rebounds, Mitchell, 25 points, four assists, Rudy Gobert again, 22 points, 18 rebounds. Dinwiddie finished with 17 points on seven, of 17 shooting Joe Harris finished with 13, but was one for five from three kind of continuing that trend of not being able to hit shots. Deandre Jordan had 14 rebounds off the bench to go with his nine points. Only four nets hit double figures. Grizzlies 121 Rockets 110 in Memphis. This game, don't let the scores fool you guys. This was a lot closer than it appeared to be just by looking at the scores. No Westbrook for the Rockets front end of a back to back. He doesn't play back to back. So he rested on this one, a little load management, expect him to play tomorrow night against Portland. The Rockets, though, they're struggling on the road and it's having lost four of their last five. Harden was cooking in the first quarter. I thought we were about to get a crazy hard in game, 17 points, six to eight shootings. But from then on, he went seven, a 29, five and 19 from three finished with an inefficient 41 points, which is kind of weird to say. Capello was pretty solid. Like he normally has been this whole year. Another double, double 16 and 16 Gordon still working off the rust and had 23 points. The Rockets went 14 from 45 from three. But really, Nitz, the whole story comes down to Ja Morant and the Grizzlies. They win their sixth game. They're pushing themselves into the eighth seed. They're making themselves kind of a run to get into the playoffs. And Morant put on a miraculous show. In transition, went behind the back on one play, dropped it off for Triple J, who dunked it right on Daniel House. Also yelled to Harden after he was left wide open for a three. Tell that MFR about me. He finished the game with 26 points, eight assists, five rebounds. Missed one shot all night, going 10 for 11 from the field. Jonas Valanciunas 
was a huge contributor in this game, going eight for 14 from the field alongside grabbing six rebounds, dishing out two assists and one block. Dylan Brooks, not to be confused with Marshawn, went eight of 17 from the field, had 26 points and did it from six and 10 from behind the arc. This game had a monster blocks from Triple J. He was all over the place, forced a lot of Rockets turnovers. They were able to push it in transition. Nitz, I got a question for you. And this came from Twitter from our guy, Jared McCoo. Nitz, are the Grizzlies contenders or pretenders? Man, they are neither. They're they're right in the middle. They're definitely not contenders yet. I love the overreactions, but let's chill. They're not pretenders, though, either. John Morant and this young squad is very real and very much not someone that you want to face. Well, I'm just going to put it to you this way. They're pretenders when it comes to any chance of winning a championship. They are contenders for the eighth seed. They were holding that spot right now, and they're right there in it. Again, this was their sixth win. And I want to ask you another question, Nitz. You have your choice between Ja Morant, who put on a show tonight, or Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who put on a show last night for Oklahoma City. Who are you taking? They're both incredible, and they're both stars. Nobody's doubting that. But I think it's a very... It's a tough one, but I'm going jaw. I think his ceiling is just a little bit higher than Shay. Yeah, I it's, listen, both are great players. Like you said, you can't go wrong. I want them both. If I can't have both, I'm probably going to take Ja just because he has that little trash talking side to him that I really enjoy. Just what he said to James Harden cracks me up. What he's saying, that type of stuff, when you have that type of swagger really in your rookie year. I got to go with you. I really, really enjoy his game. And that's not to say I don't enjoy Shea. I think both guys are super smooth. I think both guys are going to have a fun career, and it's going to be fun watching these guys battle it out. Jaw is fearless, man, which you're right. That needs to be mentioned here. Because if you're you're taking a guy to lead your team to being not a pretender anymore, I'm taking the guy that's willing to yell that at Harden in his rookie year. Yeah, and the Grizzlies have a great young core with Ja, with Jackson, with Brooks, with uh, Brandon Clark, who we didn't really bring up. And then they got a great coach, my guy, Taylor Jenkins. So I think things are looking bright in Memphis. Again, got to take care of my guys, Nitz. (laughs) Morant finished with 26 points, eight assists, five rebounds. Brooks, 24 points, four rebounds, three assists. Clark, 14 points off the bench. For the Rockets, Harden with 41 points, six assists, and six rebounds. Eric Gordon with 23 points and four rebounds. And Clint Capella, the double-double machine, with 16 and 16. Now let's get to the news. The NBA has fined Derrick Rose $25,000 for flinging a pen across the court after the Pistons lost in overtime to the Pelicans. My only question is, is this the type of pen that you could use in space like the astronauts? Is this a real question? No, no. After missing the last three games, Anthony Davis seems to be close to returning for the Lakers, but they're not going to rush him. He hasn't sprinted or practiced, played five on five since bruising his tailbone against the Knicks. Hasn't ruled out playing against Orlando tonight, but we'll see. Joel Embiid and Under Armour announced his first signature shoe, which will drop later this year, right around springtime. This will make him the 16th current NBA player to have a signature shoe. Our Joe Varden from The Athletic got the first ever interview with Tyron Lue since being fired by the Cavs last year. When asked if he still wishes he was coaching the team, he responded, yeah, I do. 
Lou said after a full 12 second pause to consider the question, what I tried to build there. I think the culture I tried to set, I thought we could do it together. Kobe being a young GM, me being a young coach, having young players. I want a championship there. So you have a chance and an opportunity to do something different. And you should always have that leeway to be able to go through a couple of challenging years to win a championship and go to the finals should buy you a little time. You would think Nitz, what do you think when, when they fired Ty Lue last year, just after going to the finals, LeBron left for L.A. What were your thoughts? I agree with Ty Lue here. Obviously, LeBron James was that franchise, but Ty Lue winning a championship with them and going to the finals that many years in a row should buy him some time going through some challenging years. I mean, we're seeing it with Kerr right now. Warriors are the worst team in the league. They're not firing Kerr. He's not on the hot seat. Yeah. And I think, you know, look at the Cavs current coaching situation right now. You wonder if Ullman, it feels like he could get a redo and, and maybe bring Ty back. I mean, they didn't give him much of a chance. They fired him six games into the season. It was a argument of, you know, playing veterans or, or playing the young guys. I think it was just a tough situation there, but you know, they made their decisions. They made their bed. They're going to have to lie in it. There's nothing like a front office firing a coach without a real solid plan that's better than what they currently have. Speaking of the Cavs, they're in L.A. for the second game, this time against the Clippers. Same result. They got worked. Clippers 128, Cavs 103. Clippers have been struggling as of late, 7-6 in their last 13 games heading into this one, but they looked great tonight. They didn't have Paul George, who was out with a hamstring. No Kevin Love for the Cavs on that load management tick. Kawhi Leonard finished with 43 points, just too shy of a career high in 29 minutes. He was awesome from deep tonight, hitting 6 of 10 from deep. Lou Williams off the bench doing what he does, dropping 24 points. Zubac with a double-double, 12 and 10. I'm sure that got our guy Jovan Buha pretty hyped up. The Clippers have been trying to help sort of get Beverly moving along to be a point guard, and he delivered tonight with 9 assists to go with his 10 points and 7 rebounds. The Clippers won the battle of the boards, and they shot nearly 55% from the field. This was an empty the bench night for the Clippers. Everybody got to play type night. For the Cavs, Sexton scored 25 points on 10 of 18 shooting. Osmond dropped 21. Garland had 14. And those were the only three Cavs players to hit double figures. We had a fun one in Atlanta. We had Devin Booker battling Trey Young. The Hawks came out on top. 123 Suns, 110. Atlanta breaks a four-game losing streak. Trey Young explodes in the fourth. He went off, folks, scoring 21 of his 36 points. He just couldn't be stopped. He hit back-to-back threes in the fourth quarter. At one point, kind of crossing up Oubre, who was trying to push him away from the pick, hits a step back three, then shoots one from damn near the parking lot. He finished also on top of 36 points, 10 assists, four rebounds. Herter with a monster game on the glass. Like, I didn't know this guy could rebound like that. Finished with 15 boards to go with his 23 points and eight assists. John Collins had 22 points and 10 rebounds. DeAndre Hunter finished with 15. The Hawks outscored the Suns from three, 42 to 12. Devin Booker wasn't the problem tonight, though. He definitely delivered and held up his end of the bargain of the battle. 39 points, seven rebounds, and three assists. Got ejected after picking up his second technical for taunting after Duncan with a minute 35 left. Eight and off the bench with 20 and 10. Bridges with 15. Oubre had a rough one. Finished with 11 points on four 16 shooting. Nits. This bugs me. It's driving me nuts. Taunting technicals. What's your take? They are the lamest thing 
to happen to basketball outside of the coach's challenge. I hate them so much. You should let guys taunt. It's entertaining. It's good for your precious ratings. And I just, I don't get the point of why is it a technical? Why does this matter? I think this was from like back in the day when guys would actually fight from time to time. So I think maybe there's a little bit concern there, but I'm with you. Nitz, man, this is, this makes us like the NFL, man. Like remember when the NFL wouldn't let you celebrate after a touchdown. Now we get all these coordinated celebrations. We don't need all that when you dunk, but like, you know, guy could do a little stare down, could talk a little trash. Let's, let's have some fun. Nobody's talking nearly as much trash as they did in the nineties with Jordan, with Peyton and all those guys, man, we got to get this taunting technical out. Bucks 128, Knicks 102 in Milwaukee. Bucks defense held the Knicks to 35% shooting and now rebounded them by 10, 59 to 49. It was light work for Giannis. Just a simple little 37 points, nine rebounds, four assists in 21 minutes, hitting three of five from three. Just an easy, easy night for him. This is also the seventh time this season he scored 30 plus points in less than 30 minutes, according to basketball reference. Middleton finished with 17 points on six and nine shooting. Ilyasova finished with 14 points off the bench. No buck played more than 26 minutes. Wesley Matthews, the one who got those numbers up, is probably trying to get his uh, little uh, stamina back going. But uh, everyone got running this one, much like the Clipper game. Randall led the Knicks with 25 points and 15 rebounds. R.J. Barrett with 22 points, 8 rebounds. Bobby Portis Jr. chipped in 20 points and 8 rebounds off the bench. The Knicks aren't going to beat anybody if they're not going to be able to hit shots and they're going to allow nearly 50% shooting from the field. And the last game of the night, Mavs 124, the Warriors 97 in San Francisco. No Porzingis for tonight for the Mavs, missing his eighth straight game with a sore knee. We had a scary moment in the second quarter. Jacob Evans took an inadvertent elbow from Powell to the face, slowly stumbled to the ground, had to be helped off the court. Warriors PR tweeted out that he will be taken to the hospital for more tests. So hopefully it's nothing too serious. Hopefully he's going to be all right in the long run. Overall, it was just a eh type of night for Doncic, who finished with 20 points and eight rebounds, went two for nine from three, just didn't really shoot the ball that great, but it was an okay night for him. Powell finished perfect from the field, nine and nine with 21 points. The Warriors struggled from three, going nine to 32 for the night. Poole led the Warriors with 17 points. Russell talking about struggling, which just had a tough shooting night, only scoring 13 points, 0 for 6 from 3, but did have 9 assists. This is the ninth straight loss for the Warriors. But Nets, we got big, big, big news coming for the Warriors. Stephen Curry will join the Warriors broadcast on Saturday night versus the Magic. How do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to be great. Steph is hilarious. Steph is charismatic and um, the season sucks. So anything for Warriors fans to cheer about will be fantastic. What are you hoping he's going to do? You're going to, I want some excitement. I want some props. I want him to maybe go at, uh, go at clay Thompson a little bit, kind of take some shots at him. I, w- I want some, a little excitement out of this one. You know what? We've seen him take shots at like clay and Dre just casually, which is always funny for all of us. I'd love to see him take shots at somebody else. Just some like dark horse candidate. They'll bring it up on the broadcast and he'll say something offhand because, you know, a little shady comment from Steph Curry never hurt nobody. Well, then if that's the case, Ethan better be careful. (laughs) All right. On the lines of the night. 
We got Joe Ingles, career high, 27 points, four assists, three rebounds in a win against Brooklyn. John Morant with 26 points, eight assists, five rebounds in that big win against Houston. James Harden, 41 points, six assists and rebounds in that loss. Giannis Antetokounmpo with 37 points, nine rebounds, four assists in 21 minutes. Kawhi Leonard with 43 points in 29 minutes, four assists and three rebounds. Nitz, who are you going with? As bad as I want to give it to Ja, because he had me like screaming during this game, it's got to be honest. 37 points in 21 minutes just doesn't seem real. Yeah, see, I'm not going that route because he barely played an NBA team. I am giving it to Ja. That's just a phenomenal performance from a young player. This is just something we're going to just kind of a what we get to see in the future. I'm really excited for. I want to give an honorable mention to my Australian mate, Joe Ingles, career high 27 points. Way to go, bud. And we got to pick Kawhi Leonard as well. Honorable mention, because the only guy on this list that didn't get a W today was James Harden with 41 points. Yeah, but, you know, the thing, again, it it goes back to the same thing with Giannis. He didn't really play an NBA team either tonight. (laughs) That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We still have your favorite shows like Back to Back, No Dunks, Tampering, and House of Strauss. Plus, over a dozen team-specific shows available from some of your favorite athletic beat writers. I'm on a couple of them. Make sure you check out 77 Minutes of Heaven and Brody and the Beard. Don't forget to follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes. Make sure you click those, folks. Go ahead. You can do that now. And if you're not a member of The Athletic, you're in luck. You can get all our podcasts ad-free, plus some fantastic writing across all major sports all for a super low price. Get 40% off your subscription today at theathletic.com slash dings. You never know when these promos are going to end, so get there soon. Thanks for waking up with us, and Nitz, take us home. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.